Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views, and it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens when a mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view? <laughs> Something episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. I'm Eric. And I'm Jerry. And as you hear, Gerilyn Kozak from what was Tag Girl for God Radio, I hear that she's changing the name now, uh, is on with us. We've got a really interesting topic um, to talk about tonight, but uh, Jerry, uh Give us a brief history of where you're at. Are you looking at doing your show again? What's going on? Well, I am doing my show sporadically. As you can see, I'll publish one every month, every two months or so, just whenever I have time. I'm a little overwhelmed and fatigued, like I was telling you guys before, with two and a half jobs, or two and a quarter jobs, if you count Um working as an HR manager for a healthcare staffing agency and working for uh, a, a, a nice a young Thai lady uh, from uh, California and also doing trivia DJing. So it's like two one one eighth jobs. The, the DJ job is uh, every other Tuesday night uh, at the Mellow Mushroom in Lakeland. <laughs> so if anybody is a Floridian, please come out there Tuesday night at seven o'clock. I'll be the trivia DJ. So, um, so I'm a little, I'm sure that you guys are, are too. Uh, but in terms of the radio show, I uh, actually am in the middle of uh, editing a video with uh, Pastor Mike Shreve. He was a a yoga teacher in the early 70s. He had a huge following of 400 uh, members, and it was basically just discussing uh, his conversion from the New Age and and yogic principles to Christianity and the relationship with God. And so anyway, that was about an hour and a half long, and it's it's a video, uh, and so I, I will be publishing that uh, soon in the next few days. Uh, and I think I'm going to morph from Tiger Girl for God Radio to Amazing Grace Radio, and it's it's a the uh, the way amazing is spelled is A M A S I A N Amazing Grace Radio. I know it's a little corny, but I had <laughs> uh, somebody actually create a, a new logo, even though I love the logo that you guys created for me five years ago. I think it's time for me to morph into a, a new logo, um, but I still have pink on, um, and and I'm still uh, doing a, a slight bow but but the little character really looks like me and he really incorporated my features into it so anyway uh so i'm I'm excited to put that little logo out and i'm excited to be on air with you guys once again um all three of us hasn't been on a show since uh 2016 talking about paranormal pets and that was a, a fun show it was so eric how about you man how's your week been uh, it's been busy, you know, I always try to, it's one of those things I'm sure you guys can relate. You make a plan, but then the entire plan gets a lot, right? 
put under the rug and you have a whole new plan by the end of the day. So <laughs> it's like all week I've been trying to get things done, but there's always something that interrupts it and I'm stuck doing what I don't want to be doing. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's getting there like this. I was, I tried getting uh, on our website to do some work about three days ago and it just didn't happen. No matter how hard I tried to get up here, something pulled me back to go fix something or work on something. Uh, so it's nice to finally sit down. At least this is like a break doing the show to me. That's nice. <laughs> well, that's good. It's not work. Awesome. That's always a plus. Right. <laughs> so, how about you, uh, me? Um, I've been doing really well. Um, actually, to caveat off of Eric's point, um, I've been trying to participate in NanoRimo this month. Um, I got to do it one whole week and something as Eric said, always pulls me away. Um, and it's, I mean, it's good though. It's a good, good pulling away. I've got a lot of different things going on. We're uh, curating an art writer collaboration for an art show with the Bisman writers guild. Um, I'm currently trying to work on my next book through NaNoWriMo uh, we were just asked to be uh, judges for a scholastic event that's going to be going on. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, it's just, you know, I, w- I wish that uh, something would slow down so I can actually write. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you both for your past, present, and future achievements with your writing, Justin, and... Uh, what you're doing, Eric, um, I think it's uh, more filmmaking and authoring. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we have our, our, our plates runneth over, our cup runneth over. So I'm, I'm amazed that, that we have all found a mutual time to talk about Planet X Nibiru. Nibiru, is that how you say it? I Yeah, I believe it's Nibiru. Um, and I'll get into why I wanted to do this Um episode but we'll get kind of into a little bit of the history and mystery as our original intro used to say of the universe um so planet x planet nibiru is a a extra planet that is supposedly on a very weird elliptical orbit um around our sun uh, some information I came across says it's trailing a brown dwarf star. Others, I've, I haven't seen that. But for from what I saw, uh, Planet X has supposedly now created several of the life-changing events on this planet, uh, one of which being the creation of man. Uh, the Anunnaki are supposedly the ones that created mankind, to mine gold here on earth um for their technology for them um and interestingly enough and i'm not sure if you guys had seen this in your research but i i didn't know this until recently that the anunnaki are actually sumerian the sumerian uh god pantheon i didn't realize that until doing the research for this particular episode so it was really interesting to dig into this because both of you guys know uh, from ancient aliens on History Channel to other 
researchers, some uh, some of them believe that a lot of ancient gods and goddesses were based on actu- actually on extraterrestrials that came to Earth to help mankind out. Um, so, as as I was looking through a lot of this, it you know the first thing I think of just because we have Paratruth Radio, my first thought always goes to what would Eric think about this from a Christian perspective? Because it does truly contradict what the Bible says. But then there are those that uh, those Christian uh, uh, fringe people that will say, well, no, the, the Bible does talk about this. So um, Eric, we'll go to you first to kind of hear what your, what your thoughts are on planet X, Anunnaki, um, what kind of research you came across all that. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously I'm going to be a stifler on this and I just don't believe in it. It, You know, there's no evidence that points to it that people have been saying that it's coming, but there's nothing in the sky. I mean, I know we're going to talk a little bit later about things that supposedly people have been seeing. uh, But when you really dig down and do the research, you find out that many amateur uh, sky watchers, uh, astronomers, they're not seeing anything in the sky. They haven't seen anything new. Uh, now, there is something called a planet X, which we could talk about a little later that people are looking for, but it's not this particular planet that's going to run into ours. This is supposed to be a ninth planet, or for those of us who believe that Pluto is still a planet, it's the 10th planet, hence <laughs> planet X. Uh, but really, this whole story of the Nibiru uh, really began back in 1976 when Zachariah uh, Sitchin wrote The Twelfth Planet, which was a book used in Sitchin's own unique translation of Sumerian cuneiform to identify a planet, in this case, Nibiru, uh, orbiting the sun every 3,600 years. Now, several years later, Nancy Liedel, who is actually a self-described psychic, uh, she announced that the aliens that she was talking to uh, claimed to channel a warning through her that a planet would collide with earth in 2003. Well, 2003 came and gone, no collision. Well, after that collision for a year, the date was then moved to 2012 where it was then linked with the close of the Mayan long count period. Now we all remember what 2012 was like. Uh, I, I think I remember most of that year because everybody was going crazy in the paranormal community, uh, believing that once the, uh, my encounter ended, the whole world would indeed end as well. Once again, that didn't happen. Now, <clears throat> there was a discussion or a belief that in 2011, when Comet Elenin um, had appeared, many were concerned that this was Planet X in disguise and that this particular comet would end up colliding with the Earth. And even though it did come close to the Earth, It was still too close to the sun and ended up disintegrating in a bunch of pieces, never came close to Earth and was spit back out into outer space. Now, as far as we know, anything else within our solar system that's going to come close, as close, uh, is probably in outer space around 12,000 year on a 12,000 year cycle, which means even if planet X did exist, we're looking at not our lifetime for something like this to happen. Now, with that said, Planet X 
does exist, or they believe it does. This is uh, mainly based on a viewing through a telescope where somebody saw some weird debris out in outer space clustering together, meaning that there's some type of magnetic pool on this particular uh, matter. And the only thing they could think is that it's another planet somewhere out beyond Pluto. So we're talking many, many, many more thousands of miles away from the sun that is yet to enter our particular, uh, uh, what do you call it? Reference of space, I guess, you know, it's not within our solar system quite yet. It's near us, but it hasn't quite entered the gist to be considered a new planet yet. Uh, but people are looking up in the sky, trying to find evidence of this planet 10, not planet X or Nibiru, uh, but there's still just no significant sightseeing evidence other than this cluster that seemed to manifest at one point due to some type of gravitational pool. Oh, you've done your research. Both of you have. <laughs> well, I am a, a novice when it comes to this subject. I've been watching videos and, and reading some websites, but you know, probably nothing as in-depth uh, as you guys. Uh, so basically, you know, what I'm going to say is going to echo what you're saying. Um, that Well, okay, the 10th planet, I thought that... Um, I heard some scientists say that uh, they thought that it might be the ninth planet. Uh, and, and I wasn't sure if planet X is the same thing as planet nine is the same thing as, as planet Nibiru. But I have heard uh, from the videos that I watched that uh, they were saying that there was supposed to be a trajectory back in 2017, the doomsday conspiracy theorists were trying to say that planet Nibiru was, was on a, uh, a pathway headed towards earth that in September of 2017, it was supposed to cause the end of humanity and annihilation uh, as we knew it. Uh, but of course uh, it didn't happen obviously, because we're still talking. Um, there's uh, other speculation that uh, Nibiru was also called wormwood in the Bible in, in revelation, something or another revelation. Uh, eight. Revelation 8, verse 11, that's correct, uh, that, that they're saying that uh, Nibiru is also uh, known as uh, Wormwood, and that eventually it, it will happen, uh, even though it didn't happen in 2017. And then I also read something about how um, every 3,600 to 4,000 years, uh, it's supposed to collide with Earth and you know, we're due any moment. Uh, and I also did hear about how people said the Anunnaki uh, are supposed to inhabit uh, planet Nibiru. And I guess the question is, who are the Anunnaki? And, and I believe that uh, in, in, uh, as a biblical reference that, that they are also the Nephilim, but I wasn't sure. And then, of course, somebody listening to this for the first time, they're wondering what the heck is Nephilim? And uh, so Nephilim uh, would be the offspring of the fallen angels plus whoever, the, the offspring of the fallen angels with humans or perhaps the offspring of, of the fallen angels with some other type of being to create the Anunnaki. Not sure. Well, Doing the research that I've done over, this is actually research that I've done throughout the years, um, just because 
we've had Paratruth Radio. Uh, we had Night Stalkers Paranormal Radio. Uh, all the different incarnations of our show or shows. I've kind of done a little bit of research here and there on the Anunnaki. And truthfully, it, most of it is referring to the Sumerian god Pantheon. Now, like I said at the beginning here, a lot of people believe that a lot of the ancient gods are extraterrestrials. Uh, the Christian faith would say something different, of course. Uh, but um, pretty much what it boils down to is is the Anunnaki supposedly created mankind. And the reason for that is Earth was rich with gold deposits that they need. Uh, nobody really knows why, obviously, because if we were truly talking to the Anunnaki or any other extraterrestrial uh, race, you know, you know, we would know, oh, hey, they need it for their technology. Uh, yes, gold can be uh, used for um, technology to, to, to fuel it through electrical uh, current. It has a very high current that can go through it um but i've never really discovered if anybody can say for sure why we even believe that the anunnaki created us are we going off of the sumerian pantheon belief that they were gods and they created us and you know later on we're like oh they're not gods they're extraterrestrials they they new things um but kind of to touch on what you were talking about um jerry uh any depiction i've seen of the anunnaki shows them as a giant race larger than humanity anyways um supposedly they mixed dna and this is just one of the theories i've heard mixed dna with one of the ape creatures here uh possibly even mixed their DNA with uh, uh, cavemen, and that's where you get the modern human from. Um, that completely trumps the evolution theory, of course, and would trump the belief of Christianity. Uh, but that's, and, and Eric brought it up to, you know, Zachariah Stitchin, Sitchin uh, had been kind of the one that broke this story in his in his book um and he actually had sold quite a few copies of this book a lot of people were interested in this um so going back to ancient sumeria babylon uh that's where the anunnaki kind of originate as far as gods but to believe they're an ancient civilization on another planet that supposedly is on a collision course or some people don't believe necessarily collision course it just comes very close to earth um i don't know i i this one is hard to swallow just because of there are so many belief systems uh, and to believe that a an ancient 
alien races on a planet that can smash into Earth, possibly not just obliterating us, but supposedly they they created us to do things to it's just hard to to swallow so um that's some of my two cents on it um eric i'll just go to you again to to talk a little bit more about your thoughts on it well i mean i think a lot of people i mean especially on our earth clearly because we don't know anyone else from other earths but (laughs) we're very gullible people right and so i think a lot of these people who look at these theories or these stories, such as what Zechariah wrote, uh, they're seeing this in a literal sense. They're thinking of this new planet or this planet X crashing into Earth in a literal sense. When in reality, you have to remember that the Sumerian texts are pretty difficult to read to begin with. And this was just one translation that he came up with. And we don't even know if it's a correct translation. Um but this very well could be also an image of revelation when you consider some of the stories in there, two worlds colliding, heaven and earth becoming one. We're seeing two worlds collide there. This could be the same situation, just in a slightly different story. So instead of seeing an actual planet collide with us, this could be another dimension colliding with us as well. Uh, this could be a rewrite in history uh, or in the future, a new beginning, uh, another way of saying you know, a like a new earth. We're not literally destroying the earth as a whole, but we're changing or impacting it in a way. Uh, so I think that's one thing that has to be considered here is that it isn't necessarily a real physical planet that's going to bump into us. And mind you, we would see this years in advance. It's not going to pop up overnight if it is real. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're going to wake up tomorrow and there's going to be this huge planet sitting, you know, just above our atmosphere. And that's not going to happen. It's literally impossible. Uh, So really the evidence pointing to this, though, is very inconsistent. There isn't a lot that's out there to tell us, hey, this is a fact that there's this weird planet with the the Anaki on it uh, that are going to come and invade us. This is, as far as we know, just a story passed down from one person to the next. And now people are very gullible. I mean, we've seen it happen in 2012. We saw it happen in Y2K. Uh, we're seeing it here in 2020. Now that's a little different. If you guys want to know why, you can check back at our Zozo uh, and 2020 stories uh, a few episodes back uh, and how that interlinks to each other. But this is, I think, one of those still one of those things where it's all about the money here. I think whoever's spinning these stories don't really believe in them, but they're selling books and a lot of them and they're making videos and movies that people are purchasing. A lot of this stuff, these people know is fake. I just came across this whole thing. Actually uh, is just a title 2022. What will happen to us when the, the Anunnaki come to earth or invade us? Uh, And so there's this belief that in 2022, the Anunnaki are going to return. And it's weird because we're all we're doing is we're moving ahead uh, like another year, another two years, because it's not happening. It didn't happen in 2003. It didn't happen in 2012. Not happening in 2020. So now we're going to push it to 2022. And it's going to continue on like that. Uh, 
So you're constantly going to get people who are going to fear it. They're going to find something to fear because fear is by far the most prevalent thing in our lives. The only reason we stay alive is because we fear things. Um, without fear, many of us would probably just jump off a bridge and <laughs> it wouldn't even matter. Uh, you know, but there's a lot holding us back. So I think a lot of people are gullible to that fear. And of course, uh, you got to consider what's playing in the background, what's pulling the strings. You know, if we talk about Zozo, for example, and this whole weird situation that's happening in 2020, demons, demonic, whatever, aliens, they're, they could be feeding us these fear logics. You know, they want us to fear things. They want to trip us up and make us believe something that isn't real so they can strike from another position uh, or just try to keep us off our toe or off our, you know, on our toes. I think we're all fairly skeptical about the total annihilation of planet Earth as we know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. Um, so <laughs> I, I think we all are skeptical that this will happen because it has, hasn't happened yet and it probably won't happen. However, it, it may be that God will allow something like that during the tribulation uh, to, because a lot of people, if everybody was healthy and wealthy, you know, you would think, oh, everybody would, you know, praise God and, and turn to God. But that characteristically, historically hasn't been true. It's when, when people uh, come to a place where, you know, they, they, they're, they need to fill that emptiness inside their heart or that they've come to the end of themselves or, you know, something cataclysmic happens and they, and they turn to God. So sometimes people turn to God in their prosperity. Sometimes people turn to God uh, when something destructive or cataclysmic happens to themselves or their foundation, their atmosphere, what have you. Um, so sometimes God will allow uh, these things to occur. If planet Nibiru is, is truly, in fact, wormwood um, that causes a third of the, the waters to become bitter, uh, then then it's it's as strangely as as strange as it sounds. Maybe God is allowing God will allow that to happen, uh, perhaps to to hopefully turn people's hearts to, to Him. As as strange as that sounds, uh, so I'm not sure if if Wormwood and Nibiru are one and the same. Um, as far as the Anunnaki are concerned, uh, yeah, you know, I I do believe that that there are you know there were ancient peoples that drew what they saw, and if there were these beings uh that were human hybrids um that that erected themselves as as gods quote-unquote little gods of of the earth back then Uh, i've heard so many names uh, of these uh, nephilim what i call them as nephilim uh, you know, in, in egyptian uh artifacts um in sumerian uh art you know different art and um drawings and you know hieroglyphs and and uh cave drawings and what have you and and they they drew normally from what they saw so i call them nephilim uh which is the offspring of fallen angels plus whatever you know whether they be ape or whether they be human or you know um i I had jc johnson i think you've you've also had jc johnson on on your show too you guys um so his theory was that these different uh human hybrid creatures like the mermaids and the 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 center tours uh and and these various other human hybrid creatures are, were as a result of the fallen angels plus something the yeti is is the offspring of the fallen angels plus ape 
the mer- the mermaids and the mermen are the uh, the offspring of the fallen angels plus fish. As strange as that sounds, because the Book of Enoch talks about that. I know that the big the Book of Enoch is apocryphal, but the Book of Enoch um, discusses apparently how the fallen angels had violated had sex with these different creatures, including humankind, to create these a race of giant beings, which is the Nephilim and giant in, in Genesis six, um, and then also these other you know hybrid type of creatures such as the centaurs and the mermaids and things like that, that that people drew out of memory. Um, So I think that when we see this artwork of the Anunnaki, they seem to look like human human people, like the human heads, but they seem to have angelic wings. Um, So then the question would be, why are they, why do they have these sort of wings? You know, Um, who knows? Maybe they're the offspring of, of fallen angels plus eagles or something like that as strange as that sounds but according to the book of enoch that that's what they did um but as as far as uh, the anunnaki being the progenitors of the human race i'm not buying it it's a lie of the enemy i believe and um the bible says that in the end days that there'll be a great falling away so with all these these ancient alien shows that are brainwashing people into believing that you know we have been created by the anunnaki it's setting that up you know for people to believe that god didn't create us but the anunnaki created us that's my two cents worth as well okay well and for those of you guys listening uh, you know my opinion on a lot of things when i say it's a a hard pill to swallow it doesn't mean i don't believe that it's possible but in my in my belief and and my understanding of things, I don't believe that the Anunnaki created the human race. Call me naive, call me what you will, but um, I I have a hard time believing that there is a rogue planet out there called Nibiru. And again, I'm sure a lot of you are saying, look at the signs, you know, look at what's going on, and. Sure, I'm I'm willing to look at the theories, but in the long run, in my opinion, just like Bigfoot, just like the Loch Ness Monster, even though I do believe that these creatures are somewhere out there, uh, there are no physical evidence to prove that these things are out there. Uh, we've discovered numerous planets outside of our solar system and not once and again i know you the there will be people out there that say well nasa's pu- pulling the cover over our, our eyes uh just listen to our last episode if you are are one of those people um but i don't believe that we wouldn't have seen evidence of this whether it's nasa whether it's one of the multiple non-governmental space agencies out there uh layman joe blow in his backyard with his very huge telescope we would have seen evidence of some type of gigantic planet that is for one reason or another on an elliptical course with earth um but here's why i brought this particular topic up um i've been seeing numerous videos as of late uh, i've seen people taking pictures of this um and, and eric i know you have this the cinematography background so you can kind of pick it apart a little bit um but 
it does kind of look real. Um, there, there are people that are saying they're seeing two suns in the sky. Uh, it's usually around sunrise. Um, they they show the sun. They show where they can see the moon. And then right next to our sun, off to the left or the right, depending on who's taking the video or the picture, um, they, they show another sun. Um, and there are a lot of people speculating that this is planet Nibiru, not an actual second sun. Um, and because it, the reason it's so bright is it is getting closer. Instead of a, a small star in the sky, it's becoming a much larger star in the sky. So, um, Eric, before you completely pick that apart, I wanted to give Jerry the chance to talk about what her thoughts on that are. About the second sun, or? Yeah, the second sun and it possibly being the planet Nibiru. Oh, gotcha. Uh, well, I, I did see some video about how uh, the scientist had said, oh, well, that's Photoshop, yada, yada. But it may or may not be. You know, I, I guess this one scientist was trying to say, well, if you really, really want to believe in something bad enough that that you'll, you know, corroborate, you know, all this information and all these this evidence, in quotes, you know, to, to uh, confirm your... Uh, assumptions or whatever i mean i don't know whether or not it is a, fo a photoshop but i guess the qu the theoretical question would be if if there are people around the world that have taken a picture of the second sun could it be in fact planet nibiru i don't know okay that's Eric. my it's not even two cents worth that's like a half cent worth <laughs> When it comes to Jerry speak, yeah, that's not even close to to what I was expecting. So, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Eric. Well, uh, so I mean, I haven't really, I haven't seen these these photos up until just now. I just looked them up, uh, so I'm not sure if, if there's a specific photo that you're referencing, Justin. I mean, I see quite a few here. Uh, when I when I've I just seen multiple, so uh, whatever you're looking at, yeah, yep. Okay, so there obviously there's a couple of things. One, which is most evident in some of these, is simple lens flare on their cameras. It's clear as day. Uh, there's a few here where you can tell that this looks like a, just a little spot that's almost kind of faded has a bit of a blue tone to the middle of it and then comes out with a yellow and orange on the outside. That's a lens flare. That's what you're getting there. Uh, there's also, uh, you see it again in some of these other photos where it looks like the sun and then you have an image next to it that's a circle and another image almost mirroring it behind it as another circle that again is lens flare that we're seeing through the lens. Now, some of these people might be snapping a photo of the sun and then picking this up and that's what they're seeing and they can't actually see it with the naked eye. Uh, I think if you could see it with the naked eye, there'd be a whole lot more people talking about it on the news and people just coming in like out of the woodwork because there's a lot of people up before sunrise and during sunrise and they're not speaking up. So this is not as, as widespread as we think it is. The other thing to consider are two options. One the moon does every once in a while kind of coincide with the sun uh, where they kind of meet in the middle. You know, when you look up 
in the morning sometimes or even midday, we can see the, the moon out at 3 p.m. Uh, and the same thing will happen even in the morning as the moon sets. Uh, the final one, which probably is the most prominent here, is that there's this little planet. Don't know if you guys heard of it. It's called Venus. Uh, around this time of year, it tends to rise and set. Uh, and it usually sets right around the same time uh, the sun does or rises at the same time the sun does. It's a morning star. Uh, it comes up. It sits right where the, over the horizon, right where the sun rises. You can see it early in the morning. It's super bright. Uh, in fact, it's one of the brightest stars in the sky, uh, aside or brightest uh, objects in the sky, aside from Mars. And it's pretty much, if you look in anything with how Venus is organized or sets up on from Earth's perspective uh, near the sun, it looks just like these images. This is exactly what it looks like. So I think in retrospect, all this really could be is an image of Venus that people are mistaking for a completely different planet. The people who just simply don't know their astronomy. No shame on them. Just open a book. Every once in a while, you might learn something. Uh, Sounds like you're shaming them. But yeah, you know. <laughs> Book shaming them. <laughs> it's a new word, folks. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't see it in these, in these photos. You know, I'm not seeing what people are claiming other than a lens flare or Venus. These, these images that are bigger, where it looks like it's half the size of the sun, that's a lens flare. And if it's not a lens flare, there's still scientific reason behind it. And that is a reflection off our atmosphere, off the water particles in the atmosphere. Uh, so even when the sun rises, it could reflect off the horizon and give this weird image that's simply mirroring the sun. That was my thoughts, too, is, is it could have just have been reflection or lens flare that those those are my first two thoughts is uh, especially with it being early morning. uh a lot of people don't really understand that our our mind plays tricks on us with our eyes because uh, just think about illusions or, or uh, if if you're in a desert and you see a uh, um, what do you call those things in the desert, Eric? Mirage. Mirage. Thank Mirage. you. Mirage. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, th that was my first thought. Um, me personally, I, I know astronomy enough to know that we have eight, uh, in my personal personal opinion, technically nine planets. Um, I've never really dug into where specifically Venus and Mars are in the sky. I know Mars has kind of a red tinge when I see it. Um, so... In my personal opinion, I'm as as a, a layman as the next person, so I honestly didn't realize that that could possibly be Venus that people are seeing, and it's a little bit brighter because it's first thing in the morning. You know, the sun's reflecting off of it really, really brightly. Um, so actually, that that I like that you brought that up because that's a really good point that it could be just another as they would call it celestial body in our solar system. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that that's, it's hard to say, Hey, you're wrong too. Um, 
it and that could just be me but um i i think most people will jump to conclusion like you had mentioned earlier eric with the multiple um doomsday prophecies that we've had in our lifetime and we've brought this up a couple of times now and i think it's just because it's 2020 um but we've had multiple doomsdays in our lifetime none of them have come true in the sense that the earth has not died yes some changes have come in the years that were supposedly the end of the world quote unquote um but the earth is still here Humanity is still here. Um, is humanity uh, ignorant and naive sometimes? Sure. Are we scared children? Sure. Um, but uh, I think when we can actually talk, sit here and talk about things um, and get different perspectives, I think that's where you can kind of start getting a little more truths out of it and understanding that uh, there there is more to it than just the simple reaction that a lot of people do um we're going to take a quick break um and we will come back and get everybody's final opinions on this but uh, you've been listening to paratruth radio right here on new lantern media we'll be right back right after this In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. spirits everywhere watching waiting seeking that opportune time to reveal themselves like no other they fill our worlds with so much seriously you didn't just do that you farted on the promo what's wrong with you i thought you were professional go away go I, i got it i got it Hey everybody, it's Brian Bowden, host of Nobo Boomy, where we explore deep inside the Goblin universe. We have an amazing show that covers the paranormal, conspiracies, music, art, entertainment, trending topics, and so much more. Please join us by subscribing to the show on Podbean at InsideTheGoblinUniverse.Podbean.com, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere you find podcasts. It's an informative, fun, and overall entertaining good time, and uh, we'll keep the gas to ourselves. Why don't you burp next time? Someone give me Brian Anderson. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. As always, my name is Eric. I'm Justin. And I'm Jerry. And we've been talking about Planet X and the possibility that it'll one day ram our Earth like an animal known as a ram, which is why I said (laughs) ram, uh, and destroy us. Yeah. So <laughs> things that are we're talking about things that are real here. Not really. Or quasi real. Quasi real. Things that some people believe are real. <laughs> so 
I guess, Eric, go ahead. What do you think? Is it, is it, let's put it this way. Is it possible that this is, it is possible? a reality? Um, look, I mean, I think there's always a plausibility to most of everything we talk to or talk about. Um, but when I think of a planet, like this is a massive, massive planet. Uh, the only one that we know of is was considered planet X, the real planet X, which is planet 10 or the true planet nine, which is to replace Pluto, uh, in our spectrum of planets, uh, within our solar system, which is somewhere out beyond Pluto. So in outer space that we haven't even seen yet, but there's a theory that it exists. And that particular planet is believed to be around 10 times the size of earth, uh, with that as much gravitational pull as well. But when we're thinking about an actual planet colliding with earth, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense because not only like what people are seeing in the sky, supposedly during in the morning in these pictures for it to be the size that it is in those photos, it would have to be a lot closer. And if it's that close, it's creating its own gravitational pull, which means it's tugging on our other planets around us. Uh, we'd be having some serious issues with our own Earth's uh, magnetic field already uh, and the gravitational pull that we have uh, within our own uh, within our own planet. Uh, so these are things that we're not seeing that this huge supposed planet should be doing. It should be disrupting it the entire cycle. Uh, the moon shouldn't be rising and setting the way that it does. The planet shouldn't be moving around the sun the way that it does. We shouldn't be spinning on an axis the way that we are. Everything should be tilting towards this planet X if that's what people are seeing. So I don't think they're actually seeing a planet in the sense that it's this one that's going to collide with us. I think it's Venus or probably a lens flare. Uh, if there is anything to collide with us at all, it's going to be the one thing that historians and scientists, uh, astronomers, pretty much everybody anywhere knows will one day happen, most likely, and that is an asteroid. A giant rock, not a planet, a giant rock that could most likely one day run into Earth. But not for many, as far as we know, millions of years into the future based on the the uh, the mathematics that have been had within science to see the approximation of it. But isn't a planet just a big rock anyways, though? I mean... Earth is the third rock know, from the sun. Do you pick up a stone outside? It's, it's called the third rock of the sun. <laughs> I've never walked up and seen a rock with like its own little fields and trees <laughs> on it and a river going around it and an ocean. Like... No, I beg to differ. There is there are some very creative people out there that have created those exact things. Yes, very creative That's people true. that have created. Yes, Artists. you're right. <laughs> Dumped me again, Justin. <laughs> what we were talking about during the break, I just wanted to reiterate, and uh, just a small rabbit trail, not a very long rabbit trail, just a short little rabbit trail. Um, is um, I think what propagates the belief in Nibiru or, or whatever, you know, mystery planets or uh, what have you that are out there uh, that are supposed to collide with Earth or asteroids that are, are supposed to collide with Earth is because um, FEMA and NASA have uh, done preparations um, in the event of a, a cataclysm 
cataclysmic destruction because of a heavenly body crashing into earth um on this website it says in 2011 secretive and coded military drills were run in preparation for uh what they thought was coming um the elenin drill e-l-e-n-i-n drill i don't know what that stands for involved testing a massive worldwide network that would connect and go live in real time in the event a major worldly disaster were to take place to boot agencies such as nasa have already prepped their on and off world personnel for such an event so 2011 came and went uh, will some sort of asteroid impact occur that would ca- that will cause uh, natural disasters like tsunamis i think so eventually It'll happen. It's not if, but when. But I don't think it's going to be necessarily Nibiru. Um, but but I do believe that the uh, if if for example in Revelation eight eleven if it if Wormwood the star called Wormwood, uh, which is supposed to be a dwarf star, uh, is supposed to occur. It will happen eventually. Uh, but we uh, we don't know when. It might be in our lifetime. It might not. It might be dozens of years from now, but it could happen. But in the event it does, we were talking about how it's wise to stock up on food, water, and the most important thing, toilet paper. <laughs> I'm kidding, well, sort of. I mean, it's, it, I bought some today because I knew the store I work at would sell out within an hour or two, so I had to. Right. It's already happening again in this second cycle of the coronavirus that people are once again freaking out about toilet paper and a lot of people want to joke about it but i understand the the small consensus is you know they don't if if there's going to be a pandemic if there's going to be a shutdown we we truly can't really leave our homes um we sh- we shouldn't be leaving our homes anyways right now or very little if we can help it um, doesn't mean it's not happening, but, um, at the same time, why are, why are we freaking out? Why are we giving into the fear? Like Eric talked about earlier. Um, I, I don't think that toilet paper is going to save your life to be perfectly honest, but, <laughs> um, to, to voice my opinion, I'm one of those people that believes anything is, is possible. Do I believe there's a rogue planet out there that's going to collide with Earth? I think it's highly unlikely. I think that, like I said earlier, if there was this rogue planet, uh, scientific agencies out there would have seen it. And I voiced my opinion about the people that will say otherwise. And that's fine. You guys can believe what you want. Um, And we do encourage you here on Paratruth Radio to do your own research. Look into these things. Tell us your opinion. Not going to say it's going to sway us one way or the other, but both Eric and myself, and I'm sure Jerry as well, uh, like to see other people's theories. If you can back it up by research, that would be great. That would improve our odds of saying, okay, you do have a kind of a point there, but um, you can't sit there and give evidence when it's uh, skeptical at best for any of the evidence that's been brought up for the planet Nibiru. Uh, And when I was saying planet X, there are a lot of people that are 
using Nibiru and Planet X synonymously. Um, but Eric brought up the very good point that there is supposedly a planet that is not on an elliptical course with Earth, but outside of Pluto that is called Planet X as well, because it would technically have been at one point the 10th planet. And for someone who still believes that little Pluto is an actual planet, and not an exoplanet. Hell yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I think that Planet X, Planet 10, is a good possibility as well. Um, is it true? Again, it's another one that has not really been caught on a, a telescope or film at all, uh, taking pictures of. We've caught pictures of numerous other planets, but not this supposed planet X that is in our particular solar system. Um, so, yeah, I, in my opinion, it's highly unlikely. Is it possible? Sure. We're in 2020. At this point, anything is possible. But um, with that being said, uh, <laughs> but not limited to, um Jerry, we are getting close to the end of the show. Um, I do want to give you a chance to tell everybody where you can find the show, uh, reach out to you, all that great stuff. Well, thank you so much, Justin and Eric, for inviting me as a guest and collaborating once again underneath the Paratruth Radio and now New Lantern Media Umbrella. Uh, well, people can uh, find me, uh, find my uh, Facebook page. Uh, if they just type in Thai Girl for God Radio, uh, they can also go to my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Thai Girl for God. Um, although I am in the middle of trying to transition over to my new name, uh, Amazing Grace Radio, as corny as that sounds. It's kind of a play on words. But anyway, uh, so or you could just find me. I might be the only Geraldine Kozak. No, actually, I'm not the only Geraldine Kozak. Uh, but if you, uh, I think I'm the only Geraldine Kawiwong Kozak on Facebook. Uh, and you're, you're scratching your head wondering, how do you spell Kawiwong? It's K-A-W-E-W-O-N-G. So I'm the only Geraldine Kawiwong Kozak on Facebook. Feel free to send me a message or send me a friend request if you're feeling bold. <laughs> um, but uh, thank you so much for inviting me, you guys. I appreciate it. It's always a a fun and interesting time talking to you and uh, I hope that uh, your listeners uh, are enlightened and at least abused <laughs> by our conversation <laughs> I think they're always amused just between me and Eric but yeah Jerry it was nice having you on again and we will definitely not have to make it uh, not as long as almost two years for having you on again um, over two years but um yeah, a lot of great things coming to New Lantern Media, guys. Um, we are expanding into our YouTube channel a little bit. Um, check out Let's Talk About It. Uh, we have some new shows coming to the audio stream. So just keep an eye and ear open. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying all of the different shows that we're getting on to New Lantern Media. And I hope you're enjoying all the shows of Paratruth Radio. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, we would love to hear from you. Uh, just comment on whatever particular area you're listening on. Uh, you can reach out to us through our email, uh, which is paratruthradio at gmail.com. Um, if you're wanting to start a, a 
podcast or video cast um, and you don't know where to start, we would love to host you on New Lantern Media to start you out. Um, if you already have a show and you're looking to expand your listenership, um, definitely reach out to us as well. We would love to uh, add you to New Lantern Media. Um, but until then, uh, any further comments, concerns, questions from you, Mr. Skurback? No, sir. I'm good. All right. All right. So until next time, guys, where you will find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. I'm Eric. And I'm Jerry. Peace. Peace, y'all. This is Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to StoicismPod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.